What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We've learned from 79. We've learned from 99. We've learned from 2011. We learned from 2015. And we're going to learn from this one. Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. With us today is Streets and Sanitation Commissioner John Tully and his top deputy, Cole Stallard. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you for having us. We're here today to talk about the most despised four-letter word in the Chicago Dictionary, S-N-O-W. And guess what? It's snowing again. Are you guys ready to cry, Uncle? Well, I can tell you it's been a long several weeks. Um, you know, starting the season, we had regular snowfalls, but really not much accumulation. And uh, Deputy Stoller will tell you that even that sometimes can be taxing. But the last three or so weeks has been um, has been a little daunting. Um, we've we've got um, some tired drivers, but they're um, we're maintaining and we're adjusting our ships. So um, I think we see light at the end of the tunnel. I hope. Cole, are you ready to cry, Uncle, yet? We already have like two feet of snow on the ground. Is this the end of the world? It sure seems like it. I'm going to be the last one that will ever complain with uh, the men and women that have been driving these trucks and handling the business for the uh, residents of the city of Chicago. The last one that's going to complain about uh, being tired is going to be me. I, I feel for the men and women that are out there doing the actual job. How much sleep have both of you gotten in the last several weeks? Do you sleep at sleep, Snow Command? Uh, sleep. We sleep when we're done. That's kind of our motto. Um, we're just continuing on. We're monitoring our workers. Um, we're really uh, concerned for these drivers, laborers walking through these alleys. Um, just trying to get to work is a challenge for some. But um, th th this is what they know. This is what they signed up for. And they do a fabulous job. And I, I just can't say enough about the workforce um, here, not only at Streets and Sand, because we're getting help from the water department from CDOT, it's basically all hands on deck. I can't say enough about fleet keeping our, you know, AIS, David, Commissioner David Reynolds group, you know, just keeping our equipment going, you know, which is a tough task in itself. But just the, the support we're getting um, from the other agencies is uh, it's it's great. And uh, I'd like to also thank the, the mayor staff and the you know Mayor Lightfoot, um, because without their um, helping us out, we uh, it's making it easy for us. How about you, John? How do you get through and pace yourself through a period like this? 
Well, I'm fortunate enough to have um, some very experienced um, help here. You know, I, I came from the administrative side years ago, and over the last, well, I've been a deputy commissioner since 2009. So um, w- what I did as I, I moved up the ladder here was surround myself pe- with people that more operational savvy, like Deputy Stollard, my first deputy, Dwayne Hightower, and my managing deputy, Ray Loriano. All of them have started out um, working as ward superintendents. In Ray's case, he was a sweeper driver. He was a snow driver. So, um, and and they're not afraid to give me the bad news, um, particularly Ray. Um, Cole um, is is the quarterback on our, our snow programs. He um, He's the one presents the scenarios. He's the one that tells us, you know, the snow is coming at this time. We're dealing with the lake effect of this. We're dealing with this wind, we're dealing with ground temperatures. Timing is also an issue. You know, is it going to fall at rush hour? You know, so all of those things have to be taken into consideration when we're um, deciding on what to put out on the street. We have literally gotten clobbered in Chicago. Have you ever seen anything quite like this? How many days in a row has it snowed and how many days have we been in the deep freeze? I'm going to let Cole handle this one because he has the numbers right in the top of his head. Well, he probably hasn't memorized. Right. So, uh, Fran, we started on January 25th. And I can remember in the beginning we were putting out numbers where I couldn't believe it. And I had to keep verifying it before we used them publicly because it was something like 25 inches in 10 days. So I'm going, that has to be impossible. It, 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 25 inches in 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 you know, 10 days. And then we get the deep freeze, which didn't help us. So we didn't get that melt. We didn't, you know, uh, mother nature was not on our side in that regard. Um, so then all of a sudden when we took a breath and we looked and, you know, we got another 17 plus inches on the ground with that continued deep freeze. So that caused the challenge. Um, we've learned, um, from the past, um, you know, our, we always have an after action meeting led by OEMC uh, executive director, Rich Guidas, where we all sit in a room and we'll be beating this up for, for two months to come up with a, a great plan for the next time to try to make things better. One thing we learned in 2011 was um, from the bus for Lakeshore drive. So the first thing we did was I called uh, that morning to Rich Guidas and said, Hey, can you work with CTA and get the buses off of Lakeshore Drive? Let's reroute them. So that was just things that we've learned from past events. And we've had people before us that have given us direction and, and got us to this point to where hopefully um, people say they, they've managed um, this situation so people can get to and from. Yeah, 2011 was the time when literally dozens of cars and buses were stuck on Lakeshore Drive. You learn from that, not only by getting the buses off, but also by closing entrances and exits, right, Cole? Yes, those are just tools we have that we use, and we have a cutout to where cars would be able to make that turnaround to get out so they're not stuck like that was, and we added resources to Lakeshore Drive um, and downtown, and we added tow trucks, more tow trucks on there to where if there's a issue at the S-curve, we have trucks and high lifts, and I'm sorry, trucks and um, tow trucks in front of that area and behind that area, so we can try to keep that constant flow of traffic. 
uh, Commissioner Tully, have you closed entrances and exits as you did after uh, learning from 2011 this time? No, we really didn't have to do that. But as, as uh, Deputy Stowers said, we, we did remove one section of the, of the wall um, in anticipation of this. And, um, you know, we, we have eyes on the street as well. Um, and, and the use of cameras at uh, OEMC are, are very helpful to monitor this. I mean, going back to 2011, I can remember, I mean, um, at, at Chief of Staff Orozco was up there and yeah. uh, uh, Tom Byrne was the commissioner back then. And that whole situation happened so fast because I watched it from the cameras there. Um, the articulated bus started to try to move to another lane, an accordion style bus, and instead of blocking one lane, block two. And then you get, and without any egress, um, it, it, th there was the problem. So we have two sections of the wall. Um, that are removable. We removed one section this time, just in case. Um, Explain so, that the wall. You mean the, yeah, the partition the, the between the, the, the median? Yeah, the median. The median. Um, yeah, the median. So there's a removal. I think it's a jersey called Jersey Block Barricade, which is concrete, and it involves the use of a crane. And we work with our partners over at the Department of Transportation um, to move that. Um, and when did and you we'll, do it this time, and where did you do uh, it? I, I think we did it about four weeks ago. Um, it was four weeks ago after the first heavy snowstorm. So we did that prior to that. So, and did um, you do it again this past time, this weekend storm? We just left it out during the last few weeks. Oh, you, le so. you left it open. Yeah, okay. we, we put a vehicle there to block it off and, and um, some barricades. So. And that allows people to turn around? Well, if, if needed, if need be, if we saw yeah. problems there. Yeah. Okay. Now, with all the snow, where the heck are you putting it all? Where do you uh, move it? Sure. And I'll let uh, Deputy Stollard answer that. We talk snow 11 months out of the year. We get our break in May. Um, we talk snow April, and then we bring it up again in June. So we enjoy our families in May. And what we do is we pre-identify safe locations throughout the city in June. We have our, our ward superintendents go take a peek, go see. We want to make sure that we're not dumping it. You know, just because there's a city lot, um, that doesn't mean, hey, we're just going to dump it because that's a city lot. Just due to the fact that there may be two houses that sit on both sides of those city lots. And, you know, on the side of each uh, of the city lot. So we're, we're, you know, we're not looking for the great melt. And then all of a sudden that, that hill we just created, you know, that the kids uh, were trying to enjoy that we don't want them to get on these, uh, these hills uh, ends up as melting in people's uh, basements. So we're very conscious of where we put this snow. Uh, one place that we're um, dumping is uh, guaranteed rate park is, um, gracious enough right now we're using one of their parking lots parking lot g um but we strategically put it out um to um in certain locations um so wards can move it to those locations so what else besides guaranteed rate that certainly wouldn't be enough would it 72nd and Cicero, where we have the salt pile. Um, we, we're really not big on wanting to advertise because we're really trying to keep kids 
away from those salt piles. What I mean, away from those snow piles. What? Oh, what I see. You're love? afraid that they'll go there with their sleds oh, and stuff. Exactly. And what do they love? They love trucks. <laughs> they love trucks. They love snow, snow piles. And hey, there's a big snow pile, and we can't we can't have that. So that's why we're really hesitant on um, on that situation. But how many I'm locations have locations. you identified? How many locations and how many tons have you already dumped? And are you running out of room? No, we're not going to run out of room. We, we did this in 2015. We did this out in, uh, uh, in 2015, um, and we were successful at that. So we won't, we won't run out of room on that. Okay. And how many tons have you already moved? Oh, I, I couldn't answer that question. It comes in daily. We started this operation uh, two days ago. So today, um, uh, and we'll continue it again tomorrow. So those numbers will continue to come in. I'm probably one of the only City Hall reporters, maybe there's one other, who remembers the blizzard of 79 and was here to cover it. Um, I remember, you know, you you had a, a heavy snow and then you had a, a snow that wasn't removed correctly because it came in around New Year's Eve. And then there was a deep freeze and then there was another snow on top of that. It was a disaster. And I remember uh, Mayor Belandic at the time, who lost his job in part because of this, was urging people to move their cars off the side streets to lots designated by the city, but the city hadn't plowed them. And I remember the Tribune ran a story and a picture with a front page headline saying, Mayor Belandic says you should park here. And of course it was filled with snow. How have you done with the side street? Are there any ideas like that where the city could execute more better on something like that and get people to move their cars off the side streets so you can get down those side streets. Commissioner? Well, a, a situation we have this year is to add to this situation um, is we have the pandemic. So I'm not gonna use that as a reason because even if the pandemic wasn't here, I would pretty much be saying the same thing. But the pandemic multiplies this because there's just more people on the streets. So that's why we urged prior to this storm, when we had the 12 inches on the ground and temperatures were at our sides, that, hey, we've had spreaders on these inside neighborhood streets for over 36 hours. Please, folks, move your cars. It's going to freeze in a couple days. Now's the opportunity for you to uh, move your vehicle so we can get in there and open up those spots. So what we've noticed is some people heeded that advice and some people didn't. And things that we're up against are, and we see it on the main streets, is people just pushing the snow out into the street. That keeps us on the main streets longer um, to where we, because we have to keep those safe and passable. And then when we go inside, we just beg and we use platforms like yours, um, where they, where you have the audience to just help people help us, uh, get our information out in regards to, Hey, we know these mounds are getting big in front of your house. We just ask that instead of snow blowing the stuff back out into the street, because all we're going to do is push it back right to you is just try to get as much snow up onto these uh, 
front lawns as possible. And you, you referenced 79 in 79. I can remember being a young, young kid with a shovel over my shoulder, walking down and people saying with a group of friends walking down the street and saying, Hey, can you shovel my snow? Yeah, sure. Hey, what are you going to charge me? Nothing. Whatever you want to give us a couple of hot chocolate, a can, a piece of candy. We're good. And we all made money. I've yet to see some kids um, besides some groups that you're, they're showcasing on the news right now that are doing a wonderful job with these volunteer groups. But it'd be great if we can get some teenagers out there just helping help, do what we do as Chicagoans, just help everybody out. Um, you're helping us out right now by giving us this platform to get out this message. So I hope I answered your question on that. Commissioner, what is the condition of the side streets? Side street snow removal has been a problem in Chicago and a complaint among aldermen and their residents forever. What is the condition of the side streets? When will it get better? What can people do? Sure. Um, so, so with the snow that's coming down right now, we're probably being delayed a little bit, although we do have heavy equipment on the street. So as Deputy Stoller told you, we started our our removal on the residential streets um, just over, what, 48 hours. Um, we moved um, the heavy equipment, which is backhoes, high lifts, semi-trucks to haul out snow. Our primary focus has been around, you know, um, what we um, term as vitals, which means schools, because many of the public school students will be going back on, on Monday. Um, so we're focusing around the schools where their buses may pull up. Um, obviously, senior centers has been a focus. So, um, you know, both Cole and I and hospitals, but Cole and I have been on the phone with, with many aldermen. Um, and we've set up a command base over at the um, 911 centers, the CIC, um, where we are calling into ward superintendents and calling into aldermen saying, what do you need? Because every area is different. You know, by Midway Airport, you had upwards of 18 inches. Up north, you had eight, but still with the, the wind and the snowpack, we need eyes on the street to assess what you need. And so far, that's worked good. Our intent is to continue through the day today and tomorrow. And if need be, we'll be back out there um, next week and on Saturday, I know uh, with as far as garbage collection, alleys have alleys have become a real um, um, topic of conversation. So because we, we really can't put the plows down the alleys to because if you push it, it goes to the side and then you end up you know collapsing these these metal doors. Um, and, and wood doors. And you've seen what's been going on with roof collapses. So we don't want to do anything that's going to, you know, affect, you know, cause structural damage. So we will track those alleys with our garbage trucks. It's our intent to work collecting garbage on the weekend and next week, whatever, you know, we may, you know, sometimes these cans are buried, carts are buried in the alleys. We'll put it additional resources for refuse next week as well. What is the condition of the side streets at this point? I'm, I'm hearing condition, complaints the, that well, they're we're, terrible. Okay, so it, I guess it's a matter of degree. All, all of our side streets are passable. Now, if there's information out there that certain side streets are not passable, someone needs to let us know. Okay, we monitor. We have the 311 system um, that we use 
four complaints, we focus on that. But again, each alderman picks a ward superintendent, and their prime responsibility is, number one, during the winter season, to monitor residential spreading. So if we're not getting word on that, then we can't address it. But during the summertime, they monitor street sweeping. They monitor when the refuse trucks are nearly. So if, if, if there's a specific complaint, I ask um, either alderman to call our office or have the residents put it in the 311 system. But as far as I know, most or all uh, residential streets are passable. They're sloppy, yes, but that comes from there, there's certain vehicles that haven't moved and they haven't been cleaned off for three snowstorms. So when they start putting that back in the street, yes, yeah, sometimes it looks like it hasn't been touched. Is there any way that you can find a place for people to move their cars to so you can get down those streets even for an hour or two, you know, could you do a Blandic type thing where he designates a lot and, and clears it this time, but does it so that people have a place to move their cars to? I'll let Deputy Stollard handle that question. Or even alternate side of the street parking, which has been suggested over the years. New York does that. Well, I don't know what New York does. Um, I, I really couldn't answer that. And they do get comparable snow that we do but with our high density in these neighborhoods we lose all the main streets for those folks to be able to park on because we have to keep those main streets flowing because if we didn't it would look like the side streets everybody would if everybody parked on these main streets we would just be pushing more snow up against um, these cars now on the main streets, and then we would lose the mains. And I, and I'm trying, I'm not trying to dance around your question. I'm trying to give you what we've noticed. If we can get that center path down that main street to where it's safe and passable, you bring up 1979, 1970, there's not too many people driving around in Cadillac rear wheel drive Eldorados anymore, or, or Buicks back then. And I remember they really didn't even plow the inside streets back in 79, because as I was a kid, we'd be hanging on the, I'm not going to give any suggestions to kids nowadays. So I'm going to stop right there. But the middle streets, I could remember we drove snowmobiles down the streets, you know? So um, it's a big difference from we've learned from 79. We've learned from 99. We've learned from 2011. We learned from 2015 and we're going to learn from this one. Um, but the, the, the inside streets, what would have helped this situation was we've used every possible platform that was, that was, is given to us to use a week to two weeks prior when temperatures were on our side and we begged people move your car to the other side because we'll drive down streets where there's three cars in the driveway and they're all clean. And then the car that's been sitting out in front of their house there's three feet of snow on there. It hasn't been moved. So they're good with those three, but then we have that situation right out in front with that car. So we go around it and where we're at with this is if we get you down the middle, we push that, that snow has to go somewhere where commissioner was going with the, the alleys, for example, there's garages on both sides of the alley. If we go down that alley, we're going to be burying one side of that alley. 
that one side of that alley would get buried and we'd be pushing in garage doors on that one side and we'd be damaging everybody's garage on that one side. Now the one, the, the other side would be great. They'd, they'd get out, but now we just buried that other side. And that's what you see where we'll get complaints and we'll see issues on the news of we just blocked everybody's driveway. They just shoveled out their driveway and we came by and what we call it is giving back. We gave that snow that they just threw out there. Well, if that snow ended up on their front lawn, that would help us out. So if my car is calcified and I haven't moved it for a couple of snowstorms now, what do I do? Find a teenager in the area and have them dig out. That's what I've been begging the, I, these kids to do. Hey, just go help people out. Go help your neighbor. This is a good time to get out and help that person that you haven't seen in two months. And just let's work together. You know, this is, this is the city. We're trying to throw everything we possibly can at it to make it to where you can get to where you need to go. Everybody, most cars right now are front wheel drive. Most cars or you have SUVs that are four wheel drive. If, if they can get out and just drive down that street carefully and get to that main street or get to Lakeshore Drive, you're going where you need to go. And those bus routes, people that take the public transportation, you're able to go where you need to go. And we just have so many people that are working from home right now that are like, I don't need that car because I have that car that's sitting in a driveway. It can just sit there. And we just, we, like I said before, we just try to use platforms like this to just, let's just all work together. We know people are frustrated. We know people want to, we just have to work together as a team. How much salt do you have left? And are you in danger of running out? No, we, we won't run out. As the salt's going out, um, it comes in. We started with 425,000 tons on the ground. Um, right before this storm, we were at 240, 240,000 tons. Um, so we, we, uh, our partner, that our vendor that we get the salt from, they're hauling uh, salt overnight through the day uh, to make to ensure that that doesn't happen in the city of Chicago. Because in the past, uh, Commissioner, I remember barges couldn't get, make it down the river because the <laughs> river was frozen. Yeah, no, we that's once again, yes, those are just that was for you, John. Sorry. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I can remember where we were making calls on how to, to, to get salt in. And that's why we place so much focus during the summer months, working with the people in budget and fighting for our 400,000 tons plus on the ground, because we've, we've seen it. Um, you know, I, I've been up, I've been in this department uh, in city hall since 1999. We've seen what happens if there's, a lack of salt. Okay. Um, I can remember, I don't know if it was, I think it might've been 11 where we were, um, you know, busting up old dirty salt on some of these, these salt lots. So now that's, that's one thing, <laughs> um, as commissioner, I will fight tooth and nail about on if, if someone, um, says, you know, you know, tries to skimp on that. And, and with, um, I, I haven't seen that, um, in this administration, um, and actually the prior administration, you know, was, um, you know, at least my interaction, we, we always got what we needed, but we don't want to wait till winter season to have to, um, 
adjust that number. So that that's our number one priority. And then having it strategically located in the different salt piles is, is another issue that, you know, when we do maybe get a downtime, we start moving some of that salt um, restocking in the, the several locations throughout the city. But salt doesn't work in these temperatures, does it? Well, my, I'm, I'm going to answer this for Cole, but he's an expert. But I've seen, I think, where we've seen it not be so effective is um, in the really, you know, below probably 10 degrees, somewhere even lower than that. But, yeah, it doesn't work as effective. But and, um, but once the traffic starts, you know, and it, and it gets ground up and um, the sunlight may hit it, um, and just traffic alone helps that um, start and then, Cole will tell you that, um, you know, everyone always brings up the beet juice. We we use that solely on um, bridges and overpasses, the things that freeze up um, quicker because of the air that's underneath that I, I've seen yesterday on the, on the Stevenson Express. I happened to run into it twice yesterday on the way in, the way out over at Damon Avenue where um, they were having freeze up um, over there because it's it's elevated there. So. You haven't gotten to garbage all week. How, how, no. how bad, right? No, that's not, that's not true. Okay. So, so where we, are we've you been, in We've been, we've been short on um, garbage. We've probably put out um, probably about two thirds of our, our fleet. Obviously it's slow going, you know, a typical refuse truck, you know, on good conditions can do probably about 15 alleys per day. Um, I don't know what the alley count is right now, but, um, I can tell you one one of the things I'm asking the crews if you can't get the cart out is, is to to dig in and take that those bag garbage out. Obviously, recycling will probably be the the last thing that uh, in its priority because it's clean garbage for the most of the part you know part. And so we're going to work Saturday, um, and we've had extended hours during the time, but we've never suspended garbage. Um, obviously, it's difficult difficult to get those down those alleys, but um, you know, it looks like we're going to get a bit of a thaw come um, over the weekend into next week. And if there's any, um, hopefully, there's no overflowing garbage because that's what we're kind of focusing on. We'll put added added trucks out there. You know, in the winter time, we put an additional um, 182 hour seasonal drivers on board. Um, most of the time it's for relief for snow, but the fact that we've been running, you know, 20 something days straight, um, you know, we've been using those drivers as well. So, um, when the thaw comes, uh, and we're expecting it this weekend, we'll work garbage Saturday and anything that's left, we'll put additional trucks out there and, and get the rest of it, um, all through next week. Have you called in any private contractors as they did in 79? Yes, we have, and I'm going to let Cole answer that. Uh, yeah, AIS um, is handling that aspect over at OEMC and working with us um, to um, secure uh, front-end loaders, which will load out the semis and um, semis to um, help us remove this um, snow from these side streets. Um, we'll continue. We used them yesterday. We continue to use them. Um, we used them the day before yesterday, yesterday, today, and um, we're having a meeting today at two o'clock to assess the situation for tomorrow, and we will be using them again tomorrow.
So you're using private contractors and their drivers to haul away the snow because it's just too much. We're using water. We're using CDOT. We're basically using every possible uh, city resource that we can. And then we are um, filling the, those gaps or where additional needs are with uh, private contractors. And their drivers. Yes. yes. To the tune of how much money? That, that will be provided uh, after this storm. It's going to be a lot, though. It's well, just too much. Um, Is that why you can't do it alone? It's just too much snow. You got to get it out it's of just there. Pu it's public safety is always our main concern here. Um, it's always our main concern is public safety. We're trying to knock down these sight lines, as Mr. Tully said, around these schools, firehouses, police stations, senior centers, hospitals. Um, sight lines are always an issue for us. So we're trying to make it safe. Um, the the, the um, Public safety is, is number one. Um, it's always going to be number one in this city. Um, and will our drivers fatigue? And, and so um, it's just, we're, we're, as Commissioner said, we're picking up, trying to pick up garbage. We're, we're um, doing the best we can on that, at that front. And um, it's just what we, we run into as a city. And we've tapped into those resources in 2011, 2015. Um, and I will say 2015, um, we, we saw a pretty good result. And as far as dibs goes, the term of shoveling out your space, holding the place with a lawn chair or a piece of old furniture or kids toys, how long do you put up with that? Well, again, we ask people to be, you know, cognizant of who their neighbors are and help out with that. But um, that's something I pretty much assess depending upon, you know, what the extended weather is going to look like, what our streets look like. And, um, you know, we don't want to really uh, have people fighting in the streets. So what we'll do is um, once we see enough progress on these streets, I will make the, the call to you have to get your lawn furniture off the street. If it's not off the street, what we usually do is tell the ward superintendents to put it on the parkway. If it's not removed from the parkway after we make that announcement, then we start grabbing it. And, and that'll be in. next week when the thaw comes? Well, no, no. I, like I said, we're going to have to assess when those streets, you know, it, it, we're going to be working with the, the heavy equipment throughout tomorrow. We may have to come back next week um, just on, you know, see what the complaints are. And then we'll make that call at the appropriate time. We did it last year. Yeah. And after a winter like this, do we either one of you consider hanging it up? You tired of all this? <laughs> um, you know what? I, for me, I'm, I've been blessed. I mean, I've been here. I've been in government 39 years. Okay. I've, um, I think I had my first interaction with you back when I worked at CTA. Um, and when Mike Cardilli was there, so oh my God, whoa, uh, yeah, so That's I'm dating myself, ago. yeah, and yeah. Me. So and me. I know, I know you like that, but um, yeah, you know, I don't know. We'll assess it. You know, I'll assess it. I mean, it's a, it's a personal decision. Um, I've got 39 years, but you know, I haven't made a decision on that. I know Cole, Cole will be around here. So my, you know, my, from my opinion, I, I make sure that I've surrounded myself with people where, you know, you know, everyone's replaceable. So when my time comes, I'm confident that the mayor will make the right decision, um, whomever it is. 
Um, but the team that's here to support whomever that person is, will will do the same job. Okay, guys, best of luck. Thank you. And please, I, I cry uncle already. Enough. This is ridiculous. Let's hope. Well, we really stops. appreciate we appreciate your support on, on getting the word out. And I apologize that I've been not been able to get on your show sooner. Um, but this this year in particular, between, um, you know, COVID and adjusting for COVID with our, you know, our manpower, you know, manpower has been, you know, we've been able to maintain our services to, to a certain level. But, you know, then civil unrest, it's, it's been a difficult year. And I'd like to publicly thank the, the team that I have in place and uh, Mayor Lightfoot for giving us the resources that we need to operate. So um, thanks again. All right. Best of luck to both of you. And we will see you all next week.